build the new don't just fight the old what's your say on this hello listeners here is giridhar and you are listening to the podcast giridhar's gardi today we have an amazing personality on the show talk for a moment with him you will get to know so many interesting things so without any further ado here's welcoming the guest for today's episode abhinav Hi Abhinav welcome to Giridhar's Gardi how are you doing today I'm all fine Giridhar really happy to have met you hope you're doing fine Yes I'm doing great thank you Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast Yeah thanks a lot and it's my pleasure wonderful wonderful well, well just one quick question before we start how do you feel like being guest on this podcast Wonderful, Giridhar. I'm really happy about the way you're going ahead with this podcast. I've checked out your channel. Uh, the kind of content you have been producing is like really immaculate and like impeccable. The kind of topics you've been covering on all the aspects, which are pretty much important for today's youth, right? It's really, really brilliant. You, you're doing a great job. I'm really happy to be here. Privileged to be in this podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you, Abhinav. Thanks a lot. all right so moving on to the concept abhinav tell us what is this boom of indian startup culture all about yes kirider lately india has seen uh, if you see 2019 or 18 there was a hip hop movement which is going all over the country if you remember there was a trend which was happening right in a similar way now there is a startup trend which is taken over in the nation so in the past if you look uh, look back in 2011 and 12 when we were pursuing so when i started up at the age of 19 uh, back then startup wasn't much of a buzzword in the country it was more of jobs 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 but then today's time the gen z's those people who were born after 1996 or 2000 and the way they are going after these startups is like really something which all the millennials have to look up to and you must be pretty much aware of it every the most searched term on a google in india as of now is like not how to get a job like how to start a business is the most highly searched keyword right so everybody if everyone is trying to do something or the other let's talk about not just tech even about starting out their own d2c brand starting out their own candle business starting out their own food uh, cl- cl- cloud kitchen business and i must be sure that some of your friend somebody in your circle definitely must be up to something to start up something right so india unlike before before if you see 200 years before the colonial rule there was an india which was more of the new india which we are seeing right now this is not something like we are really doing for the first time the india has always had entrepreneurship in its roots but then this was something which was scarred by the colonial rule right but then as of now if you see we are really getting back to this the that which was there in our dna people are really getting back to this and i'm really happy that people are choosing the quality of life as of now and trying to go ahead and pursue entrepreneurship does the startup wave in india and uh, especially talking about shark tank i used to wonder when will we have such a show in india when we used to watch that online although there was a lot of buzz online but then offline there wasn't much of an action but then if you see today uh, the way they have presented and executed in indian style the the wave is pretty much 
evident that almost every household knows what is a startup that's how the economy would grow that's how people would come and start risking and start, start yeah putting in their uh, whatever plans they had whatever dreams they had they wouldn't crush that up and they would really go ahead and take in initiative so if i have to talk about it i can mumble in <laughs> a lot about this but then that's about it i believe even you must be aware of it and even people who are hearing about this right now on this podcast must be aware of the wave startup wave which is happening right now yes amazing uh, in fact it's always good to be an entrepreneur and do what we love yeah yeah indeed indeed that's the best part of being an entrepreneur the best part of entrepreneur like uh, kunal shia says is that best and the worst part the best part is like you're really like there is nobody to tell you what to do right and the worst part is as well the same there is nobody to tell you what to do exactly that's, yeah Yeah, yeah, we have to experiment and know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, it actually helps you in turning into a much more matured being. It teaches you patience, teaches you to become a good listener, a good observer. Yeah, and the quality of perseverance is something which you naturally have to follow. It's like a ritual which you have to follow. If you really have to go ahead and get that thing done, get. get that shit done you have to make sure that you follow all the drills all the necessary rituals irrespective of how your emotion is right no matter sometimes you feel like sometimes you don't feel like irrespective of that it's all about execution so the, there are two things one is the belief system one is the execution system whenever you are an entrepreneur whenever you in your startup your belief system sometimes seems to be fluctuating on a day to day basis but then the execution system should always be consistent no matter what keep moving keep moving keep moving keep moving and then the belief system altogether will keep building itself up yeah as a result of the execution system yeah reaping out results for you so it's a bit of a pain it's a bit of a joy it's a bit of a so many mixed emotions but then uh, something which is really 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 uh, every human being should be aware of the such a state of being is something some every person every desirous youth passionate youth should at least be one through in life once yes yes okay so abhi now here's my next question to you yeah why do you think india is a good place for startups oh, why do i think see it's not just only me thinking if you look at investors incubators the rate at which these people are increasing in india if you they have almost become equivalent or more than the number of startups the investor interest in india why why that is because currently india is one of the countries which is still unexplored unexplored in terms of development we are still developing right so at grassroots levels if you see there are a lot of things which are still inefficient there are a lot of systems which are inefficient and the way we are uh, divided into traditionally or culturally yeah, the multiple ethnicities so there is always a niche in every uh, i wouldn't like to put out put it out in a racist note but in, in every religion or in every uh, ethnic group there is always a niche for somebody to explore for so in india the kind of uh, categories yeah if you have to classify the types of 
startups which you can actually build is pretty vast and india as of now is a raw explorative ground which can be explored and then exploited thus but then it is really when you talk about wallet sharing wallet sharing in the sense a person who is ready to actually a group of people who are ready to actually pay for your business that's where the catch is you have to really serve something best in the market at the same time it has to be best in terms of price as well that's where the indians make it a bit more tough for people that's where the challenge is that's where people actually skill the, themselves up in making the product offering much more efficient much more pleasing much more convenient much more easy for people to go ahead and yes spend some money out of their pocket to have it done yeah, yeah. so i may be going a bit here and there because i am really really excited about the thing which you're talking about right now so yeah i hope i've answered your question dot on yes of course because and i would be more than happy for the questions whatever <laughs> i wanted to make it impromptu and yes yes absolutely yeah i wanted to make it natural and impromptu right from the heart yes absolutely yeah. okay well let's come from the beginning then yeah when did the startup culture start in india so see if you look at india uh, let's put it in this way india before 2010 in india after 2010 all right so before 2010 if you see there were hardly any startup players in india rather there were few people who used to go abroad for higher studies and they got exposed to the startup culture out there because us was pretty much ahead of india if you look at india today us was much more similar a decade back so we are living in the past of us so where us was in the 2000s that's where we are right now so back then internet was more more popular in the us while indians yes we lacked the infrastructure for it because of which we were limited else maybe even we would have been able to catch up at a similar pace but then uh, flipkart or snap not even flipkart just flipkart and few other startups started out in the year 2008 or 9 before that you had a zoho right zoho was as well there but then there was not much of a news in india we already had a lot of things to bother about a lot of scams to give attention to right 2g spectrum a lot of things which were catching up the news because of which youth wasn't exposed much but then after 2010 it slowly 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 started getting in like the ecosystem started yeah building at a grassroots level with the Uh, rise of startups like internshala if you look at their journey that's when even they started out that's when small small startups were looking out for internship the scope of internship started out in india after 2010 and slowly 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 startups started building still the infrastructure wasn't set up right even 2014 or 15 we were still not that that great in shape if you compare to the india now post 2020 post covid But then something happened in the year 2016. That is, Mr. Ambani just went ahead and he just pull out a feat which nobody could have ever done in the entire history of internet all over the globe. That is making data cheaper than anything. Yeah, anything which is built in bits. 
right? Anything which is built in bits, he was making it as cheaper as possible for India. That's where the possibility started growing when tier two and tier three cities in India, right? When they started getting onto this internet ecosystem, that's when the digital penetration in India started in a wonderful way. People started leveraging Facebook for trading. Social commerce took up a wave. Social commerce played a big role, right? Through WhatsApp, trading on WhatsApp, trading on Facebook, yeah, selling and buying was one of the things that's how people begin business right businesses were over the basic understanding they have a business is selling and buying right that's how people started out on facebook that's how they started exploring the avenues of doing businesses that's when people understood okay this is how we could actually go ahead and start out and then companies all the traditional companies these companies like uh, manufacturing industries used to sell offline even they started testing it online so once they started testing it online they saw the boom, the way they were able to actually make more money irrespective of how the supply chain was still not efficient, but still they were able to see a new scope, right? A new path for them to lead. Yeah, that's when the age of internet in India, this particular wave since 2016 till 2022, is something this is a golden period of India 2016 to 2022. This is the golden period where the entire ecosystem has been at the verge of a disruption. And I would say this decade, if you see this decade, is going to be the biggest decade ever in Indian history. You can just note it down. This decade is going to be the biggest ever decade in Indian history, which will be responsible. For us to lead the entire century. Yeah, I think you have just answered my next question. But yeah, if you would like to add anything, <laughs> you can just go ahead. So here's my question for you: How did the startup culture evolve over the years in India? Yeah, uh, as you see, as the infrastructure started developing in India. I'm really happy about, uh, I'm not trying to put out uh, things in favor of a political party or a political person or so. You could just consider this, me appreciating any next door person. So if you see Mr. Modi, he has played a great role by creating Startup India Initiative. Trust me, uh, there were a lot of benefits which were actually put out for startups apart from Mudra loan. All right, we'll come back to the funding part later, which is pretty much a controversial thing as of now, right? Because India is pretty much synonymous with funding. Like Indian startups are more synonymous funding as if now we'll come to that later. Could be one of your questions, which I don't want to answer now. So Mr. Modi's Startup India initiative has really helped out a lot of people, including people like me, patenting, right or even uh, registering most of the fees have been actually reduced over there compared to the market price so if you have an msme certificate right you would be able to get things at half of the price even for a patent or a trademark you would you would be able to get things at half of a price and if you have a startup india registration certificate yeah there are a lot of things still you would be able to save up money on and because of this initiative a lot of people started jumping on the bandwagon to explore what is startup. Let's start up. Startup is what is startup? What is startup? Startup is 
just over it. India has been starting up. India has been into startup for a very long time. It's just, uh, I wouldn't say fortunate or unfortunate. That would be an oxymoron as of now. But then still I'm happy that people are acknowledging the word startup and getting back to the old uh, Indian golden age where people used to do something on their own, trying to explore things on their own, trying to build things on their own, trying to test things which they have built and trying to create a market for it, else trying to pursue a market which is already existing for it and people are, their thought patterns are actually working in this pattern, especially the Gen Zs and the Gen Alphas, uh, they are crushing it in today's time. So uh, that's how India's ever-evolving startup culture, this is nothing, I would say this is nothing, this is not even a beginning. You have to see India in 2030 and uh, this is something even in our wildest of the dreams which we wouldn't have never imagined that how India is going to be in 2030. Trust me, even on my LinkedIn, I always, I have my, in, in the header and my bio, we have always maintained this mission vision 2030. That's how exciting India's journey, startup journey is going to be by 2030. Amazing. Amazing. Well, now that we discussed about the basic things, let's get a little deep into the concept. Yeah. What are the preliminary aspects to look for before establishing a startup in India? All right. See, firstly, I would talk about the mental conditioning part of it. Mental conditioning is something which is uh, related to a person who would want to start up, but then lacks the confidence of starting up or working. Right? And then naturally, few people have the traits of team building, forming relationships. Right, So we need to have the right kind of infrastructure to help people in yeah, building the basic for starting up. The basics would be team building, efficiently networking with people, learning to work with people and having co-founders, watching for your co-founders and then sustaining your journey with the co-founder because having a co-founder is like a marriage. It's more important than a marriage, I would say. That relationship is more important than a marriage because that person will completely, there's a stranger who's completely believing in you irrespective of how the future is going to be, right? So you need to have a deep uh, emotion for driving a team, a group and passing on the same vision to them, sharing the similar kind of enthusiasm with them. And then, this is one aspect. Another aspect, the most important one, is having a product in your mind. So the product could be a digital product, the one in bits, and then you could have a, a physical product, the one in atoms. Building business in atoms has been an old thing in India, which has been done for ages and ages. Building business in bits, right? That is digital. It's something which has been which is new in India, but then as if not, it's still saturated. It is saturated is what they say, but then as this tree of saturation spreads up, those branches turn out to be another tree, I would say. Because blockchain, if you talk about blockchain or web 3.0, that itself is, I would say, 100 times bigger than India, the internet. So if internet in the 1990s, how was internet in the 1990s? Similarly, Web 3.0 is in a similar position in right now. So we are in the 1990s of Web 
So there are a lot of things which people need to firstly explore. They need to understand that they have to pay attention to the current market. So what they have to pay attention is not to those. I wouldn't say that you have to stop binging on Netflix, you stop binging on YouTube, entertainment. There is a way. There is always uh, something where you should be going ahead and looking into. You should also take interest in entertainment, all of it. But then uh, one thing over here which needs to be uh, focused on is this is the time. If anybody is listening to this podcast, kindly just listen. This is your time. This 2022 to 2030, if there is something which could be done, it is now. So if you don't pay attention to the market right now, if you don't pay attention to the market right now, if you don't observe things right now, if you don't look into inefficiencies, what are inefficiencies? 2010, before that, you used to order tickets by walking out to the ticket uh, theater counter and used to book. Right now. Book my show has formed a monopoly, right? Now this cannot be done again by somebody. It's already done. The move is already been made. It's done. Nobody can ever do it, right? Nobody can start another swiggy. Done, sorted, right? But then somebody has begun something called Zepto right now. Why? Inside, by the time people thought that e-commerce is saturated, uh, the food commerce is saturated. Someone saw, okay, there is a pattern inside. There is an inefficiency inside. Still. People are not getting things on time. Forty minutes an hour is still not working out. There is something which could be done for ten minutes. So we will just go ahead and set up dark stores, right? The concept of dark stores came up, micro stores came up where they would be able to. By till now, India was banging their heads. Grocers was banging their heads, thinking that how will we be able to make up our margin because grocery segment, G F M C G segment is such where you cannot make margins. But these two nineteen-year-old kids who are twenty now, but then when they started, it was nineteen. Right? They came up with the concept where you can set up. They can set up their own micro store where they would be able to earn the margins as well without having any middlemen in between. And now they have disrupted the market within one year. Zepto has is having a valuation of nine hundred and fifty million dollars, which no other startup till date in history in India has ever done this. Can you see? Danzo two thousand and fourteen or fifteen when they started, their valuation was still around. Two hundred and fifty million dollars or something when Zepto started, but then Zepto within three months they had their valuation. Now this is not about the valuation game. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the scale at which people are able to break through at this time, at this moment. What I'm talking about is not about the growth of theirs. I'm putting this out in a generic sense. See the kind of growth which you could have right now if you efficiently observe and take that move to execute. No matter what, you don't have to do something at the scale of a Zepto or something. Anything, anything. It could be anything—a small push cart with some kind of innovation, right? Anything which you would want to. Right now, if you observe the market, if you identify the inefficiencies, and if you go ahead and take that move now, I'm again emphasizing on this. I'm not overdoing this now. If you're doing it now, then trust me. By the time it is 2030, you will never ever regret that you haven't you you, you took that move. Right, you, you you will think that I'm really grateful that I really took that move because you have to start that journey up. Yeah, get it there. That's the overload of emotions from mind. Uh, absolutely, well said, Abhinav. Yeah. Firstly, they will have to identify a wonderful idea or a concept around which they would be able to build a business. 
and they should be able to see that do they have the necessary skills and the uh, mindset to go ahead and pursue this right and they would firstly look into the demand of that particular product and then how compatible would they be in handling this particular business and then next would be identifying the product market fit for it just because you have an idea it doesn't mean that people will go ahead and accept it you have to understand whether that product is really fit for the current market right so in order to identify the product market fit what you need to do is two things either if you are alone try to see whether you will need another person as well one person alone cannot build anything talk about any great uh, entrepreneur till date they always had a wonderful team so if you feel that it is too early you really don't want to indulge somebody rather you alone will go ahead and test the idea uh, remember there is something called serving even before building a product a lot of people are doing a mistake of just going ahead randomly with an idea which they have in the brain just go ahead and build a product no firstly before burning your money go ahead conduct a survey try to speak to people there is nothing wrong in telling your idea to people there is this stigma in the market that if i tell my idea to somebody somebody will go implement boss nobody's got the mental bandwidth or patience or deep pockets to go ahead and try out your idea if it was that easy everybody everybody would have been a successful entrepreneur it takes a lot of time it takes a big part of your life and energy and connection to go ahead and build something so never be hesitant try to find as many critics or criticizers as many as possible right to speak about your product speak about your idea then analyze it take their inputs based on it go ahead and rate it how favorable do you find this to fit the market so once you find as for the outcome of the survey if you see that it is pretty much acceptable in the market and there is a real need for it you can go ahead and build a small version with only few important features you don't have to build the entire product for example let's say if you food commerce was something which is new in india and nobody has started out but you wanted to test it out uh, okay we could talk about swiggy as well uh, swiggy itself as an example so what they do they didn't go ahead and launch the product for the entire india they started with one city only with few category of products or food not everything only few just to test whether this model will work or not so when they saw it just it was a run runaway hit they saw that it was working well but then the unit economics is something which wasn't sitting right unit economics something which i'll come to come i'll come later to this particular topic so i'm talking about the profitability quotient the amount invested the variable costs versus the amount of revenue generated post which would you be having enough margins for the company or a profit for the company or not that is called unit economics right but then they understood this is something which needs to be scaled that way we can definitely make something big out of this market definitely it will take years to make this profitable but there is a market for it that's how they went ahead and spread across so many cities and this just built the entire product so build an mvp build an efficient mvp go ahead test the product have a wonderful person with you who is able to share not just your success who is able to share your grievances your pain in the, in this journey of finding out the product market fit there will be multiple pivots in today's time 
uh, where we are standing at, startups are saturated. You cannot go for a common idea. You need to be very innovative in terms of the concept which you have. At the same time, you need to catch hold of something which is pretty much simple and part of people's daily lives in terms of professional life or personal life or social life. There will be some kind of inefficiency. So you should be able to observe that inefficiency and you have to fill that gap where people would definitely need you, but then you'll definitely have competitors also for the same. That's why you will need to have a wonderful team and team starts with two people. So it starts with two. So have a wonderful co-founder, then go ahead, test your product and don't immediately go for funding, 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 funding. Why is funding for? Funding is only for growth when you see that there is something which could be disrupted and there is no time for you to wait so you really need to disrupt it like facebook which was back then they got their product market fit they understood this has to be something which has which has to take over the globe that's why they went ahead for the funding but right now you have to look into the bootstrapping culture in india bootstrapping is something which is you our forefathers have been doing this the old india has always been about putting their money, testing with their money, and then, yeah, building a particular product. In today's time, also, you'll find a lot of business who still run bootstrapped in India, unlike funding. And then you have these startups who have been funded around 100 crore, and they make 15 or 20 lakh revenue, right? And they shut down. That's where we're standing at. That's the reason we are 20 years behind the USA in terms of this. I hope I haven't answered another question of yours in the same question we did. <laughs> yes, of course you have it. <laughs> so I do have an extension to that awesome. as well. It's fine. I do have an extension for that as well. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. So now that we have established a startup, let's say, then yeah. what are the various things to keep in mind that can help sustain a startup in India? Sustaining a startup in India is all about relationships. Have a wonderful relationships with your clients or your customers. Always personalize with them. Always keep in touch. Try to observe what are the things which are, especially don't miss out on the complaining guy. There are two types of people. People who be loyal to you, people who are complaining. Don't misunderstand the complaining people, right? Because you may misunderstand them to be annoying people because you have a loyal person who's not complaining about it. Right? So you may favor them. At the same time, you may think this person is just for the sake is just trying to uh, criticize you or something. Definitely, if you're complaining, you have to understand there is something which is really disturbing. So catch or understand the NPS, right? Net promotional score of your particular product. Have all these metrics in place, right? KPIs in place, key performance indicators. Everything has to be in place. Or certain metrics have to be in place for which you have to learn the framework of how a startup's health could be efficiently measured, which you can find pretty much online or YouTube and anywhere, right? So once you keep a track of these metrics and keep a consistent effort in innovating your product time on time, because no every product would have a certain life cycle. Once the trend is done, people would be bored of it and they would need something more. Even if it is needed, you have to create variations. You have to create something more different, right? Especially India being a vast uh, uh, nation, which 
with thousands of ethnicity ethnicities there is multiple demand for different kind of uh, innovations which has to be put into place so another thing which you have to make sure is like stay as much as disciplined as possible brief your startup as much as possible because this is something which is needed definitely not by cutting out your family create a time for your family at the same time make sure that you don't miss out on your customers so sustaining comes with perseverance sustaining comes with obsessing over your operations on a day to day basis no matter what no matter how you feel what is it look at the roadmap create a roadmap for yourself where do you see the startup irrespective of the market is going to be the market keeps changing irrespective of where the startup is going to be or where the startup culture is going to be in the next 10 years but always have a roadmap the roadmap is like the 10 year old journey where do you think about building this particular empire at a particular scale at by the 10th year always have the vision have an year long milestone have the milestones stones planned so all of this will serve as a purpose where it will become a must for you to keep a tap on your customers or on your client and rest of the thing is something these are the things which i am telling right and they would be things which people will learn in their own journey because startup is like pretty much science it happens to people in their own way there are frameworks we can follow there are rules we can follow there are metrics which you could consider but then end of the day for every scientist there is an a true experience of their own right for science for nikola was different tesla was different for albert einstein it was different for edison it was different and similarly the flavor of entrepreneurship for every entrepreneur would be different but one thing which is common is consistency perseverance and making sure that you never ever give up that's one thing that's what makes us a bit different from usa i'm not labeling us as somebody who gives up very soon but then the kind of cultural mental conditioning has been done in india a lot of people want to fly up wonderful it's good it's great that you want to fly abroad and pursue higher studies but then think about the current market open your eyes and see there's how much of opportunity out here so much of opportunities out here a lot of things only thing you have to be aware of is that sharm nahi rakhne ka never think something is below your standard there are no standards if you want to do business there are no standards if it means that you have to stand in the sun and go ahead and pitch and go ahead and do a survey there would be times that you have to go on the road and speak to people do a survey put yourself in an uncomfortable position day to day day to day that's what makes uh, that's the wonderful part of the startup makes you more open to the universe you go ahead and vibe in a much more better way with the universe to understand the market you have to beat the market breathe the market speak to people understand people be on ground get your hands dirty right so all of this process when you are consistent with all of it when there's so much of movements meaningful movements meaningful moments where you're trying to make efforts i'm not perfect i'm dumb with few things one thing i'm good at is consistency one thing i'm good at is making maintaining my circadian rhythm that is waking up on time uh, compartmentalizing each and every task of mine i'm not as great as few people who are able to do two or three things at a time but then i compartmentalize i do things are on are i take on tasks are on are. i build relationships efficiently i love to maintain relationships with people my ceo is one of my love i would say this guy really loves me for whatever it is we have a wonderful relationship so we go ahead it gives us a space to innovate more in a much more better way we build 
come up with solutions in a much more better way. Whenever we find a problem, it doesn't last for more than 24 or 48 hours. We come up with a pivot or a plan to go ahead and execute and have it done. Thus, your relationships, your self-discipline, and the way you look at the world, irrespective of all the barriers cut down, all of this is important for you to sustain a particular startup. That's the only answer I would be able to give to sustain a startup. To sustain a startup is to breathe every day, wake up and understand that this is going to happen as long as you're going to give your best. Yeah, get there. More than five, 600 words, I believe, I've just spit out right now for the question which you asked. I'm sorry if I'm over talking, but then this is something which is really required for people to listen. <laughs> That's okay, we know, no worries at all. And well said. Okay, moving on. What are the benefits that usually startups can offer to their employees? Benefits? See, firstly, uh, me personally, I don't call employees. So we are a team of eight members. As of now, we are small. I don't want to promote my startup right now on this because the motto is to keep it generic right now. They are team members. We all are team members. Sometimes I do the work of an HR. I do the work of a customer support agent. I do the work of a marketing agent. I do the work of a BDA. I do the work of everything. But hence, CEO, chief everything officer, right? Similar should be the mindset of every team member of yours. So people whom people call employees, consider them as your team members, helpers who are here to believe in you, who has left out the dreams of an MNC to be with you, to build something amazing because they believe you that this guy is really up to build something where even we would be able to reap something wonderful and they are risking with you, right? Working with a startup in today's time is like people are risking their time with you. So treat them as your team members. Make sure you share your fortune with them. Fortune in terms of ESOPs. ESOPs is pretty much interesting in today's time. People give uh, stock options. So stock options is where you give them initially certain amount of shares in the early stage to, depending on their roles, the what they bring to the table, you give them shares, right? So, uh, which actually instills a bit of a confidence in them, sec uh, sense of security in them that even they would be able to be part of this tight ride, whatever it is, right? That connection is created. But then this is an exchange of pay. So how ESOPs work in the market is like, let's say you're paid a lakh a month. So either you could get a lakh worth ESOPs that month, else you can, for, you can forego that and get your salary. But then personally, I would also suggest if you really see that there is somebody really who's putting in a lot of hard work, a lot of passion and vision and really want to be there with you and really sacrifice their life for this. There are few people. There are people with me as well who are actually people in sense few uh, with me who really believe blindly, I would say blindly. Such people upfront, please give you shares as well because these are the people who will always be there for you, not just in terms of execution, also mentally. As an entrepreneur, there would be times where you'll be mentally down. They should be somebody who should be able to get you going, right? So always treat your team members as your family, not just in terms of talks or feeding sweet talks, also in terms of compensation, especially when it's a very new startup. But, but make sure you get the right kind of person with the right kind of competency and the right kind of zeal to serve with you. 
not somebody who's just here for the rewards and not putting in much of a work right they should be able to take all the beatings the beatings i'm not talking the physical beatings the mental beatings the mental fluctuations which you are going through even they should be able to take and they should enjoy bleeding that they should enjoy bleeding they should enjoy the stress overs and laugh with you right so that once the small wins happen you people can soak into those happiness of looking back and seeing man really man we pushed through there was so much of suffering so much of pain damn we really made it right that's a kind of a passionate team which you have to build does such a team really deserves fortune as well fortune sharing so you have to share a bit of your fortune with them as well right at the same time make sure you maintain healthy relationships with them make sure you people have wonderful engagement activities where you people are engaged into uh productive uh, things right having people with a productive mindset not just productive mindset innovative mindset talking about things which are really mattering to the society to the uh, for the wellness of the people right having the right kind of mindset is also required so it's all about your efforts you have to invest yourself mentally emotionally a lot into your team trying to identify who is what identifying their competencies accordingly trying to build relationships efficiently with them right at the same time giving them the hopes of the journey where we are going up to right that is something that's what i was telling about team building team building is a must thing when you're running a startup handling a team not just in terms of paying up in terms of managing them in terms of being with them giving them the hope that you are with them there is somebody as you look up to your father in the family that or your mom in the family she's always there for me so in your professional family right they should be looking up to you that this guy is really there for me man he will really be there for me that's the kind of a connection you have to create with people with your team yes yes so now tell us what is the impact of these startups on indian economy oh the impact as if now would say is it has just begun uh, the economy in terms of the economy i don't think a huge uh, a huge amount of growth to the indian economy frankly speaking has been contributed by these 60 million smbs msmes all these mom and pop stores and small msmes these are the people who have been driving india's economy as of now frankly speaking it isn't the startups see 100 unicorns cannot yes it's a good thing it's a wonderful thing but then it is really important for india to have uh, more than uh, 100 10000 crore businesses we need to have 10000 100 crore profit making businesses you getting me right more than 100 10000 crore businesses you need to have 10000 100 crore profitable businesses thus employment rate would be sustainable so even today's time if you see byju's they are laying off 2500 people vedantu they laid off 500 people if you see the biggest layoff in the history of indian startups happened in the last 6 months why because these startups are looking forward for aggressive growth aggressive growth is irresp- you don't look into profitability you just want to hog on the market and for that you will try to extend your resources as much as possible it could be financial resources could be manpower and they are just used for the timing and then they are cut off right so for 
the startups to have a meaningful impact on India, right? We have to take some source of inspiration from MSMEs and SMBs, these small time business people. So we call them small time. They are more genius. They never give up. All these industries, old age uncles, I would like to say, if you see who run their own businesses, they are the best one to give you an advice on how to sustain a business. India has so many gems in course. You have to go speak to people who've been running business for 30 years, 40 years, irrespective of what kind of industry they are into. Not like I'm into tech, I'm the guy who's building AI products, so I am bigger than this. Nope. You have to take inspiration from their framework. What has been working for them? How have they been managing this? Because you have to understand these are the businesses who have been contributing to India's GDP. India's economy has been built on the foundation of these six crore plus SMEs and MSMEs. So one thing which we have to learn over here is not just hyping on this mountain of startups uh, and uh, like sharing enthusiasm over the way this technology is working. Rather, you should also look into the scope of contributing the same to India's economy. Sometimes there are companies who are also incorporating themselves in Singapore, incorporating themselves in USA. So they aren't Indian startups. There are startups. I don't want to name them right now because it's a startup uh, podcast. But there are startups, big startups, who are actually operating in India, but then they are registered in the US. The money is going to the US. Why? Because we are still at this verge uh, where we are to turn profitable. We are not ready to pay that extra percentage of tax to the government. Rather, you would like to save more, right? Now, this is again a personal thing. This is something which also happens under the pressure of investor interests there's something which is pretty much controversial which i won't be able to uh, reason with as of now this is completely personal opinion of mine there may be varied opinions on this by people but then this is something which is serious i would never ever register my startup in singapore or in usa irrespective of the tax amount which i have to pay in india because i have the hope that slowly the government is definitely cut down on the things and if i look at the lifestyle the cost of living in india it's pretty much more worth compared to what is there over there all right so we have to build something for the indians a little bit of tax could be paid and there are ways of actually it's a public podcast i cannot be more transparent about this so you could speak to ca if the ca would be able to help you out on the tax part as well just for that sake you don't have to register your company in singapore or dubai dubai you see how efficiently dubai is giving golden visas and calling entrepreneurs over there because they want to grow their economy. In, in, during the industrial age in 1990s, when the Dubai was desert, they called all the Indians over there, used them like hell and built businesses. They were few rich Indians. And now Indians are being let out from there and they are making sure that their people get jobs, right? That shouldn't, another such stint shouldn't happen with Indians. Rather, we should acknowledge that we have an ecosystem. We have this vast, uh, barren, virtual land, which we can build from scratch efficiently on our own and contribute to India, right? So it's too much for me to talk about the impact which we should, which uh, startups could have on India, then it is still a beginning, I would say. Uh, a bit of greed has to be controlled here and there, not get lured up into foreign deals, into foreign uh, uh, compensations, whatever they are offering. So if we are able to control all of it, so Indian startups could have some meaningful impact on India's economy. On the $10 trillion USD dream which we had for 2030, 
that could be definitely done and i have all belief on gen z's and gen alphas these people are going to crush it trust me i'm scared of people if i am scared of right now is some 20 year old 18 year old guy who is hot blooded and he's got all the resources he's like in subconsciously he's got all the resources right and they've been born in this age and they're so fast and it's always great to have such people in our team right so that's how it's a huge thing it will take time but definitely india india's startup uh, ecosystem will definitely contribute to india's economy in the future big time that is for sure if we keep ourselves up in the right pace at this moment of time the way we are going if we keep it up and we keep working on it it will definitely happen for sure virudar yeah so can you just elaborate more on uh, what is the future of these startups in india oh future of startups is always see on an average any startup most they say 90% of the startups shut down within 5 years of starting up they say right so now this is something which is statistical which is not some kind of law law in the sense the law of gravity as we speak about there is one fundamental that it acts that way right now just these statistical details whatever is served onto our table is something which we have to look at and learn from what is going wrong what are the things that you should avoid to make sure that you make sure that you build a recession free business right so identify the filters right go ahead identify the filters what are the overheads what are the bottlenecks in your business as per which you can go ahead and build a more efficient product a much more uh, eco friendly product virtually eco friendly product i would say recession free product some of my friends have been building such products and uh, their journey has been amazing they've been funded by investors by themselves they did not approach a uh, investor how crazy is that the investor is more interested in your product than you going for an investor right so such initiatives needs to be taken where you are more passionate passionate about the product passionate about the journey passionate about the uh, future where you really see a possibility to manifest something into reality and make it happen right and thus that way we can definitely gallop to an age where indian startup ecosystem is already hyped across the globe as if now if you see there are a lot of uh, even in silicon valley there was somebody uh, in the conference one of the conference started conference was saying that we want to build uh, a byjus of latin america how crazy is that just forget about what kind of image is byjus is having in today's time whatever thing is happening every startup will go through that but then when someone says when someone quotes some american in an american startup conference says i want to build the byjus of latin america don't you think it's a proud moment for us when someone is taking that example rather someone saying i'm building the uber of india right there was a time they people used to say i'm building an uber of india but then there is somebody who is saying yeah i want to build the byjus of latin america so there should be more startups who should be recognized at that scale and I'm really happy that a lot of startups are coming up it gives me really anxiety attacks on a day to day basis whenever i go on my google uh, search 
that Google's uh, recommendations where you get to see so many startups being funded on time to time, so many talents who are actually popping out and trying to efficiently yeah, go ahead, not just with a, a business mindset, but community mindset. Building an efficient community is something which is really more important for a startup in today's time. This is a, a social age. Most of the people whom you meet are not always under one roof in today's time. Right. So be more community centric, community engaging. That way, your startup, your product, irrespective of the life cycle of the product, once you have a community, you could build more products for that particular community for them to engage. Right. So that's the reason you find LinkedIn to be more famous than Facebook. In today's time, if you look at Facebook, Facebook is nowhere. Nobody uses Facebook as at least. Uh, as much as I know, a lot of entrepreneurs or startup people, a lot of professionals have stopped using Facebook in my circle for sure. And I have also seen a lot of people who have stopped using, they're more on LinkedIn and Instagram is more for business, right? They're more on LinkedIn. I see 20 year old, 13 year old entrepreneurs on LinkedIn with 10,000 followers, right? And definitely looking at these young people. Uh, like 13 year old, 12 year old people who are having their own LinkedIn page with 10,000 more followers, efficiently creating connections with top multi million dollar entrepreneurs and going ahead and doing the best of their capacity. Right? It really motivates me, gives me chills, makes me insecure positively for me to reflect and see what are the things which I could work on. Right? It's always a learning day this way. So it's limitless, Giridhar, in one word, if I say. The way where it is going to go is uncertain, but if executed right, it's limitless. This is something which has to be witnessed. I'm not overhyping or overrating it. This is something which has to be witnessed. Awesome. Let's hope the same thing is going to happen. Very much, very much. Okay. So, Abhinav, lastly, just one message for our listeners with respect to our today's concept, the boom of yeah. Indian startup culture. One message which I would like to give to the current people, I would share because I'm also one amongst all of these people. I'm also hustling. I've reached a stage where I'm able to self-sustain, right? Uh, I'm uh, grateful. Every day I'm grateful that I'm able to self-sustain and run a startup in such a wild, uh, competitive atmosphere. I'm able to lead uh, something which is going good. But... One thing which you have to keep in mind, never rest. Never rest doesn't mean that don't sleep. Please take enough rest, eight hours of sleep, but never rest in terms of innovation and execution. By the time you think, oh, done, set, oh yeah, product market fit, yeah, done, my product is working. By the time you think, always remember there is somebody out there who is more hungrier than you, more focused than you, they are in thousands and they would get ahead. They would have already observed that gap which you missed out on because you thought it was done. So the line which I would like to emphasize on over here is it's never done. There is always a room for improvement, improvement in terms of design, strategy, UI, UX. There is always, always things which is pending. There's a saying in startup. There is always something which is pending. It's never done. There is always, there is always something which is pending. It's never done. 
as long as your mother comes and bangs you up and asks you to go go and sleep till that time there is always something you're spending so efficiently observe things another thing uh, because we are living in a content era content era a lot of distractions are in place a lot of distractions try to efficiently save your dopamines your dopamines are something which are responsible to give you that stimulation to go ahead and do things now what you do is more important you could either go ahead and execute a business plan you could go ahead and do a research right these things could give you a dopamine hit else you could go ahead on youtube and watch some bullshit i'm sorry for the language but uh, you could really go ahead in that timeless vicious cycle of some video app video application watching unnecessary content so ab pyaaj kaoge to dagar to ilachi ka nahi aayega pyaaj kaoge to pyaaj ke dagar aayega right so what i'm talking about is subconscious programming you're feeding your subconscious brain with so many things which is actually not letting you to achieve what you actually consciously want to when you consciously are desiring for something you have to make sure that you subconsciously program yourself in a way that even while you're sleeping your body remembers that you need it so journal a lot write a lot self talk a lot tell yourself write your weaknesses your strengths whatever are they strike them up your goal is to strike each of the weaknesses create plans for them right we are we all are not perfect right but then we all can strive for it right so make sure you efficiently go ahead and work on your weaknesses and if there is something professionally something which you cannot fulfill please ask this is the last thing which i would conclude with learn to ask learn to ask a lot of people have got egos in today's stand like why should i ask yaar i mujhe already pata hai there are many things if you go and ask if you open up yourself and ask the universe will give it to you trust me that's how things work that's how it has been working for everyone that's how it is going to work learn to ask and you will see a lot of genies in this world who are there to fulfill your wish as long as you have the skill to know how to ask so work around these aspects right and rest of the thing is something which you will which people will learn by themselves everybody learns by themselves but the fundamentals are these get it thank you abhinav thank you for that amazing message employer but uh, can i actually go can, can i actually define uh, between those two yeah sure definitely see uh, although i started up at the age of 19 but then i worked for an mnc for 7 years but one good thing which people can take from mnc is learn the framework the culture uh, big big mncs have wonderful cultures which have been put in place after rigorous research that is something which would be implemented in today's time because a lot of startups are lacking one thing in today's time that is culture 
so creating a wonderful culture in a startup a thriving culture is more important for which you can take mnc as an example right so you could learn a lot of things from an mnc which could be implemented in a startup when i said startup startup was from an independent uh, point of view right but then if i look at a generic sense of taking inspirational elements from operational point of view from mnc i would be taking the culture the culture building experience team building experience is something people have to refer from mncs because they handle 10000 employees 1 lakh employees there has to be an efficient system in place to manage so many people at an emotional level and also at a professional level right that's the reason now employer and employee employee in terms of giving importance to because i believe nobody is an employer even a ceo or a founder of a company is not an employer they are an employee we work as a laborer for our own company right i work like a slave i would say it's too much of a controversial lower rated word but i uh, as i told you i work like a customer service support i work as a hr i work like a pd i work of i, I do almost everything the startup at least in the beginning period of time so before when it was a member when we were only three that was where it is and i was also the content maker and everything and slowly 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 i understood the importance of each and every role what is the pain of a content maker what all are the things the kind of brainstorming they will do how much of draining happens so that we always give preference to an employee that's where i'm coming from uh, i am not meaning by saying employee that become an employee not an employer from a generic point of view be with the same mindset when you are working on your own startup as well treat yourself as an employee when you're working on your own startup as well thus you will treat everybody equal okay so independent of explanation from my end right there is it no that's fine that's fine no worries. sorry for my physic uh, sorry uh, philosophical nuances weird but pretty much makes sense sometimes no worries no worries yes okay moving, moving on independent or self dependent independent so being independent also teaches you to become a self dependent person and depending on someone is something also an independent person does at time because there are certain dependencies also which helps you yeah to move ahead so as i told you if you are of a mindset that i can only handle everything i am the top of everything if i am the only guy who can handle everything i'll manage it by myself there's too much of independence again so a bit of dependencies right are also required delegations are also required to run the engine much in a much more smoother way right okay startups in india or us i think startups i know that us to take inspiration from to take inspiration from startups in us and i'm always speaking like it, whatever you're saying always sounds like an oxymoron for me i'm not being diplomatic towards the statement but it sounds like an oxymoron for me because when i look at it from a perspective i want startups of india to grow because there are a lot of uh, scope for us and we deserve it and we need it right now it's a necessity for us but for us to grow at that pace we have to take inspiration from startups in usa so you see if you look at people in usa they go to do some uh, they go to do a graduation 
right they do they they have majors and minors in india it is something which is started right now back then itself they had majors you like major is a particular uh, skill right or some professional degree which they go for but then they also have minors other parts of things which they could also pursue let's say a major degree doesn't work the minor category would also work out for them right so like uh, steve jobs had minors in calligraphy and that went ahead and helped him in innovating the world's first ever person computer person computer with uh, font types right so and another mindset over there in the us is like anybody would stand up on the road and set up a lemonade stand in at a very young age and parents motivate them a lot to do this they want to they want them to become independent from a very young age right so they never feel ashamed to set up a lemonade stand on a road and sell lemonades no matter whatever whatever family they are coming from whatever it is irrespective of what they just go ahead and they do that so we have to uh, overcome the barriers of standards class and all of these for us to in order to become a successful entrepreneur because i still remember the story of one guy i don't want to put that out in a very small way but this guy used to rack thick and he built a very big business uh, on scrap alone which start uh, which had around 100 crore plus turnover start he started with rack picking so nothing is small so cut yourself off from the conventional society look at yourself as this human being who is just got this one life one time and we are at an uh, epicenter of a technological age where only we can say that we were born before facebook we were born before google else gen z's could say we were born in the age of when these things were born nobody after 100 years would be able to say this and nobody is going to have as much as growth uh, people in this decade or in this decade for sure is going to have so we have to be grateful for that as well thus take inspiration from the startup culture in the us right and build for the good of the startups in india another diplomatic answer from my end giridhar okay big okay. days or weekends <laughs> giridhar okay another philosophy which i uh, i would i have a fire lit in front of me right i pray a lot i'm placing my hand on it i'm telling you truly week day is like a weekend for me i'm not overdoing this because it is the truth sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter whatever the day is the beauty of life is in living every day like it is a sunday not just for the sake of talking philosophically but for the sake of building an efficient lifestyle irrespective of what day it is you wake up you work out come back eat clean right focus on your priorities and if it's a day where you have to take some mental rest irrespective of it is a sunday or a saturday whatever day it is for me it's not like that if it, even if it is sunday i may sit and work i'm not trying to promote toxic work culture where rest is very much important right but still make sure that you cut this philosophy of weekend and weekday from your life never wait for saturdays and sundays please saturdays and sundays are illusionary which the britishers came and they just 
put this culture in us else there was an india if you look at marwadis i'm sorry i'm not using this term for the sake of uh, like uh, label them or something but then if you look at them you must have observed right there they take a holiday only on amavas that's how india was we never had sundays we always had amavas because there are certain scientific reasons on that day there are certain processes which happen within our bodies some changes hormonal changes because of which they don't work on that day could be a belief but then there is also scientific evidences for that because of which they don't work on that day but then if you look at their community they are always engaged they are always active they are always spending money with ease every day is a damn sunday dopamines are hitting up as the bell counter starts ringing cash all over right yeah okay startups boon or bane boon yeah finally one where i could <laughs> immediately end with one <laughs> yeah okay startups fad or trend setter fad or trend set trend setter yeah okay lead or manager please don't make it a fad though keep it like a trend setter <laughs> don't make it a fad don't make the trend a fad unfortunately a lot of trends turn out to be a fad you know right i'm not being abstract over here that is the what happens to a trend it turns out to be fad but this trend shouldn't become a fad and as i told you it isn't it wasn't a trend in india there's something which has been there in our uh, roots for a very long time it is still there we find startups everywhere micro startups small startups everywhere around us 100 million business owners are there more than 100 million business owners are there in india right okay lead or manager sorry again come again lead sorry lead or manager lead always lead <laughs> yes Okay. Honestly, I believe I'll be sucking up in a lot of your time if I'm doing that. I believe I'm troubling you a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. If you would like to elaborate, no worries. Yes, manager who is uh, like lead who, who 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 leads a person who goes and shows how things are done and helps a person in knowing how things are done and leaves the entire responsibility over to them. and whenever they find any kind of problem they seek help from this lead and this lead helps them in solving it that's the work of a lead that's about it they give them the entire responsibility of it they make them empowered in a way that they leave an impact on that particular work that's about it problem with the manager is like they manage a lot so in management there is something called you must have heard micro managers in india we have a lot of micro managers even in my even in mncs you have a lot of micro managers that's because obviously self governance is something which comes with a lot of practice with a lot of something uh, which comes with a lot of trauma also for people like me <laughs> self governance becomes a necessity you either die else if you want to live self govern yourself else get back to the same back old rabbit hole right because of self governance a lot of micro management is happening micro management is again a problem with trust when you try to manage somebody from head to toe right i mean from end to end on everything whatever you whatever they are doing if you are having a say on it it kind of makes it a bit more difficult 
So you're choking on their uh, freedom, choking on their space. That's the problem with manager. But a lead is where you completely give them the freedom to go ahead and play and do what they wish to, but then you go ahead and also help them at the same time if they find any problems. Yeah. Okay. Hike yeah. or reward? Reward. Reward. Reward is very much important. That's what we really need for people to build this uh, gigantic startup movement into a Godzilla movement because rewarding is more important and human brain has been designed to be rewarded. They respond to rewards. Unfortunately, yes. a lot of people are after hikes, right? Because of the mental conditioning of the current ecosystem, which is slowly changing. I see it is changing. A lot of people are also understanding reward. Right, so reward is more important than hike. Yeah. Okay, so Abhinav, here's my last question to you, my yeah. most favorite one. Let's see what you're going to say. Sure. Giridhar or Abhinav? Giridhar, always. <laughs> because Giridhar <laughs> has called me to this podcast right now at this moment. As Giridhar has given me the privilege to be part of this podcast. So for now, it is Giridhar whom I pay my gratitude to. Thus, it is Giridhar. Post the podcast, it is Abhinav. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Abhinav. Thank you so much, not only for choosing me, but also for joining us on the show today. And we look forward to having you once again on the podcast in future. Pleasure, pleasure. Always, Giridhar will come up with something wonderful. Uh, a working example of our of our startup would definitely be put across with a use case analysis as well for a lot of entrepreneurs to look up to. Because of which, I didn't want to speak much about our startup right now because I wanted to put this up in a much more generic sense. As a reason, uh, I didn't actually try to prepare on the questions because that will make it look a bit more uh, fabricated for me. So I'm a person who believes in impromptu, right? So I just wanted to keep it in a much more natural way. I wanted to build over stumble and fumble a bit. <laughs> That's how even I will learn. So I just wanted to test how well am I subconsciously uh, an entrepreneur when somebody just goes ahead and randomly questions me. And that's where my learning actually also happens. And I'm really happy that you have called me to join this podcast. Although I understand, is this the longest ever? Else has it been longer than this? Else are you I'm going to sure. uh, No, I'm sure this is the longest one. No doubt in that. <laughs> and it's okay. Uh, it turns out to be the more most meaningful one as well. Hopefully, yes, this is the that's of collaboration which I've done. Although meaningful exactly. blabbering, <laughs> hope people make sense of it. Everything has come right from the bottom of my heart, straight from heart, whatever I've spoken about, whatever I've been living through. So yes. uh, forgive me if there has been a bit of a uh, misclarity for the experts who've been listening to. Guys, even I'm learning right now. I've just shared my views on it, right? So we are all learning. We'll just go ahead and make sure that we strive we make sure that we become the best version of ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis and make the best out of this life and make the best out of this wonderful Indian market which we have right out here. And let's support uh, guys like Giridhar who are also playing a wonderful role in fueling this ecosystem who are pretty much critical and very important yeah, to boost 
things up in this ecosystem. I'm really happy, Giridhar, for uh, the thing which you're doing. It's really wonderful what you're doing with a lot of people in, in all the areas of their life. And I wish you like more power to you. I wish you the best of the things. Thank you, Abhinav. Thank you so much for your best wishes. And thank you so much once again for joining with us on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Kirudar. Well, that's it for today, listeners. Don't forget to like, comment, share and subscribe. I'll be back next week with another amazing guest. See you.